Hello everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Kittle Hoop. We talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows and video games. My name is Jamie and co-hosting with me always is the boy with the best hair in the business, Rory. What up? What up? And to my immediate right, it's Captain Class himself, Cam McD. Hello. Captain Class. Captain Class. Hello. With, with an O. How are we boys? It's been a while. It's been a week. Yeah. Well, week. Cam's been out for two weeks, but yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I'm alright. Uh, Pretty good. You good? Yeah, how are you? Yeah. I'm very hungover. You look hungover. Yeah, I feel awful. You've destroyed my toilet already. Yeah, I've been there oh twice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> been, there, <laughs> been there twice since I got to this flat because I ate a Domino's at 3 a.m. And this has not sat well with me. As it wouldn't. Cam and I ordered Domino's last week, which was my first Domino's in about three months. It was my first Domino's of the week, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, many, how many takeaways do you guys smash a week? I don't smash a lot. Sm- Cam smashes me. Me, on the other hand. That's a different story. <laughs> Cam lives like they do in Friends. Like he will only ever eat takeaways. That's a, an utter <laughs> lie. I've got about two and a half Tupperwares full of spag ball in the freezer. Whenever I'm, I'm here, absolutely though, tanning the now. Whenever I'm here, there is always an empty pizza box somewhere. Yeah. Listen, yes, it's Listen. fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> like I'm a class guy. Like, I eat class pizza. It's fine. Yeah, we won't be ordering Domino's for a while because it made us all very unhappy boys. Listen, it's just bad for you, okay? And all I wanted was a pepperoni passion last night, but it was a bunch of guys, they all, they all wanted like some weird meaty kind of concoction that tasted crap. I don't get why people like barbecue. Like, Oh, that's the, it. One of them the had Texas barbecue. barbecue one. It's like, fuck off. Very American. barbecue on a pizza. Yeah. Wrong. Right. I Let's agreed. crack all some housekeeping, everybody. Um, if you listen to the podcast, guys, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We update a new episode uh, every Monday morning, so if that puts into your commute, give us a download. If you're kind human beings out there, give us not-so-harsh review. Uh, we're a bunch of five-star men, so some five-star reviews all around. Five-star man! Yes, you are. Reviews are very nice on iTunes. It helps us out. Makes makes us believe that this just isn't us hanging out. Right. Talking about crap. News time. Let's move on to the news. The first the first uh, news story I've got here is the most important part of the news because it's uh, the first story. It's about the Lion King. This is the news. Wow, we Talking got... about Lion King. <laughs> yeah, we got it's a wee trailer. Awesome. We got a wee trailer for the Lion King movie reboot. You, you watched that, it. Cam? I didn't. You did not, you not watch it? Yeah. it. You all know my opinions on live-action remakes. Oh, yeah. oh right, okay. Stuff. But The Lion King, though. Well, yeah, I didn't think you need... Even though it's a live-action remake, the, the trailer is great. Oh, when you hear James Earl Jones, everything the light touches is our kingdom. That's a really bad accent. That's not good. <laughs> really I mean, bad impression. You've got better impressions out there. Yeah, I saw it and got feels. I didn't want to like this at all because I, I'm kind of in camp boat here. I don't think... We need a remake of The Lion King. The Jungle Book was it's good. It's money grabbing. <laughs> it's money, of course, money grabbing. We talked about the Disney money grabbing schemes before, but uh, yeah, so I got feels. But uh, all it really made me want to do is go back and watch the cartoon. Yeah. And I said this to Steph when I was home last weekend. Let's watch The Lion King. We, never, we didn't do it. Might do that tonight. Yeah, that's, that sounds class. Mm. We should do that. I, on the other hand, am on the other side of the spectrum where I cannot wait for this movie mm. because I love The Lion King so much. Mm. I enjoyed The Jungle Book and... Beauty and the Beast was very well written, and it changed it up as well mm. from the bits that they did change. Mm. I didn't watch so, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I haven't actually watched yeah. any of them apart no. from The Jungle Book. Well, yeah. you're not real Disney fans. No, I'm not, no what Correct. I am is a traditionalist. <laughs> yes, good. 
<laughs> uh, let's run through the cast for this. So you don't have Matthew Broderick of Simba anymore, and you don't have... He's not chasing after a Godzilla anymore. No, and you don't have, what do you call him, Nathan Matthew Lane. Broderick, <clears throat> the guy that plays old adult Simba. So Donald Glover, Childish Gambino himself, is playing Simba. That's pretty cool. That Great pretty casting. Cool. Uh, J.D. McCrary is playing the young Simba. No way! Don't know who that is. Me neither. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Beyonce Knowles Gartar. I don't know who that is. Is she famous? Uh, Name rings a bell. She's playing mm. Nala. Oh, wow. I thought she would be playing uh, Simba's mom. Uh, Simba's childhood best friend, Nala. Uh, also, Shiha- I'm going to do this a really grave injustice. Shahadi Wright Joseph is young Nala. Don't know who that is either. Shahadi probably not Joseph. as famous probably though, an as African American don't don't make snap judgments but maybe cool. probably not as famous as Beyonce no, probably not as famous I, as I would guess yeah no probably not as big as B uh, James Earl Jones uh, a little name who played Mufasa in the first room uh, movie nice. is back to play Mufasa I again. love that idea that the was, fact that they brought him back that was uh, who else would you cast no, as necessity Mufasa. you had to do that had to do that Mufasa um, Chitta Twell Ijefor is Scar He's nice. a guy from 12 Years a Slave. Not a film with many laughs. No, no, <laughs> not, not, not many. Uh, what I'm worried walls. about is I thought it would have been a great idea to have Scar as the original actor again. Like Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, because he just has the best bad guy voice. He's good. He was a great bad guy in Die Hard. Three. Three. He's a great <laughs> bad guy. Die Harder. Er. In... Uh, I think he was in like was Man that? with what? the Iron Mask or something. He was. He was one of that. the. Um, that's a good film. That's that's a really good is that the one with the Three Musketeers with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. That is a lovely film. That's and a great I film. enjoyed that one. Famously, it was written Good by written, written by a guy called Alexander Dumas. 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 Alexandre Dumas. Correct. Dumas. Which I know this because I watched Django recently, and uh, Leo. Uh, very. I wonder if it's a coincidence. One of Leo's uh, slaves is known as D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. And Christoph Waltz goes, Did you know that D'Artagnan is from Alexandre Dumas novel, The Three Musketeers? And Leo's like, Well, yes, I did. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, How would you feel for Alexandre Dumas if he was to see his main character be eaten by dogs? And he was like, I trust he would disapprove. And he was like, very much so. Alexandre Dumas was a black man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think he was. No, he was. Alexandre Dumas was black. Yeah. Learn something every day. I did not know that. I'm going to... Really? Yeah. Really? Which is why they bring that up in Django. Mm-hmm. To name a, a black slave D'Artagnan and okay. then get him eaten by dogs. Well... I will have oh, to yeah. Google that after this because I it's don't believe you. Harrowing scene. Uh, who else we got? So Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Great. Yes, great cat. Great. John Oliver is Zazu. Yep. <laughs> John Canny is Rafiki. You missed out one. Did I? Billy Eckner. Oh, Billy Eckner is Timon. Now, I don't know who that is. I know who he is. He's, n- he's quite annoying. Nathan Lane was excellent as Timon. Yeah. I love Nathan Lane. It's not going to be the same. Boo. Uh, you've seen that MTV trailer of this guy walking around the street with, I think it's Chris Pratt. He's like, do you know this man? Nope. No. <laughs> don't know that. He's. I don't find him funny. I think he's annoying. Okay, cool. Uh, John Canny's review, you said that. Florence Kasumba as Shenzi, who is the lead hyena that in the was trio. Whoopi Goldberg's character. Correct. Now, Eric Andre is Azizi, 
a member of Scar's trio. This character replaces Ben Zai from the original 1994 oh, animated okay. film. And Keegan Michael. Michael so I wonder Ke- if he's a lion rather than a hyena. No, I think they're all hyenas. Maybe a hyena. Yeah. And Keegan. Oh, maybe you're right. Because it just says his. Yeah, it's true. His trio. That's true. And Keegan Michael Key. Uh, from Key and Peele fame, who we just watched on oh, really? it's All of a Sunny in Philadelphia. Love that guy. Um, is Kamari, Kim- an unhinged hysterical hyena who laughs at a lot uh, of he'll be amazing instead of that. Ed. Yeah, this character yeah. replaces Ed. I love the Key and Peele guys. They're, yeah. they're so funny. They're very funny. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. You going to watch it? Yeah, you better believe it. You're going to believe it. it. Yeah, we'll go to the cinema and watch that, shall we? We're going to get some sugar. But first, we're, we're going go to go to Nando's. Nando's. Can, can we stick up? Can we go to some Halloween? Five guys instead. I want to go to the drinks machine. No. And get a, a, a I don't think we have a five guys at Ocean Terminal. <laughs> mm, nah, there's only two in Edinburgh, Fountain Bridge and uh, uh, Frederick Street. Correct. Big fan of them five guys, by the way. Big fan. I think they're fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two. Right. <laughs> number two. The hills are alive with the sound of fish. Come again. Julie Andrews is an Aquaman. <laughs> what? Pardon. <laughs> Julie, and- Julie Andrews from, you know, The Sound of Music. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Oh, I am aware. Yes, I'm just yeah. saying, what? What? So, Julie Andrews will indeed appear in Aquaman as a voice of Carathen. I like mi- how you're saying will indeed as if we had a question that she was. Uh, well, I, think I, wrote, I wrote this with the intention that you go, what? Indeed. We did. Uh, okay, so that apparently this character is a mythical sea creature that helps Aquaman negotiate peace between Atlantis and the world above. Though far from her first voiceover role, it appears Andrews will have her recognizable voice digitally altered in some way. What was her first voiceover role? I don't. I only know her in live action movies. <laughs> um, apparently, she. Uh, uh, yeah, I stole this from IGN News. So yeah, don't okay, know. Not original. No, not original. Cool. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was funny. That's you know? good. I'll. Cool. Lady, Lady I probably herself. will forget this by the time the movie comes out and won't notice that it's her when it happens. Next news story. Cam's going <laughs> to like this one. Creed 2 is getting not good reviews. Michael B. Jordan's falling flat. Shock. <laughs> Why? Because Michael B. Jordan's a terrible actor. He's not a terrible actor. <laughs> he isn't. He just tends to overact. And think. But I've not seen Creed, so I'm going to shut my mouth. True. Well, he, comes Creed was great. Creed, Creed was great. Um, apparently the direction and the story in this one is just not good. It just nope. falls flat. It's like, how many stories can you have about a boxing match? That's it. See the first one, Creed Bomb <laughs> is all about like stepping, away, match. stepping away from tradition and do, trying to make, make your own legacy and all that kind of stuff. And then Creed 2 just goes in, it's basically Rocky 3 all over again. Yeah. Or Rocky 4 all yeah. over again, whatever that one was. Um, and it's not trying to make something new at all. It's just a rehash. So it's getting slated. Also, apparently the direction is not as good. Um, like some of the fight scenes in Creed One are amazing. Yeah. And apparently the fight scenes fall flat in this. Like the camera works crap. So disappointing. Disappointing. Uh, disappointing. Now that I've heard that, the director's different. I don't know who's directing Creed Two, but the guy that did Creed One. I get paid next week, so I don't know whether or not I'll go to the cinema hmm. and see it. The guy who directed Creed One was Ryan Coogler, who did Black Panther. No, oh, did he? Yeah, he's a good director, yeah. a really good director, and the score and stuff was excellent. It was all his like. His input, um, and they don't have him in this, so mm. that's probably why it's shite. Still, probably go see it because I liked it, but mm. and I like motivational sporting movies, which this will no doubt have a <laughs> montage of training in it. Oh, a lot of montage. Mo- I do oh, love a good montage. A montage. Okay, yeah, I'm probably not going to see it now. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh well. I've not seen a good montage in a film in a long time. 
Have you ever seen any of the Rocky films? No. You really? would love the Rocky films. I know, films. I probably would. The greatest of all montage <laughs> scenes are in those. Him and Apollo Creed running down a beach, wrestling. Hugging. Just a couple of boys wrestling. Just a couple of oiled up dudes wrestling, that's all. <laughs> they fall into the ocean at one point. With some guitar screams in the background. <laughs> wow! It's so what was going on in the 80s, <laughs> honestly? It's just was a it? masculine-fueled melodrama. It's very sexy. Or is it the max sexual <laughs> overtones everywhere? <laughs> Dripping with In a way, sweat. yes, it is a love scene. It is, <laughs> it is a story between two men in love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, next news story. Next news story. It's some Star Wars news stories. Oh, fuck. Um, yay. <laughs> I mean, Oscar I'm Isaac. holding out hope. Holding out hope for good news? No pun intended. No, nah, I'm not holding out any hope for good news of Star Wars anymore. But Oscar Isaac. I'm who, holding the high ground. Do you have the high ground? That's from the movies. It is. <laughs> Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac in Star Wars, has said that Star Wars Episode Nine handles Carrie Fisher's Leia in a really beautiful way. Isaac promised that the still untitled ninth film would pay appropriate homage to Leia and to Carrie Fisher's sense of fun. Um, apparently, oh, okay, because well, when Last Jedi came out, she had already died. Yes, and they had various opportunities to kill her off and very. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember when she got blown up? <laughs> And then, and then she was in space, <laughs> and then she just went, nah, and just fucking flew, <laughs> flew back. To, what it's was so all bad? What it's the so hell was all that of it? <laughs> it's so bad. It makes no sense. <laughs> Ruining the canon. What a joke. Remember that? Remember? Remember the scene where she light speeds through the the, the opposite Good. dreadnought that was the one with the long neck yeah and breaks it in half yeah. the one with the purple hair yeah yeah, yeah purple the, hair the lady. hashtag me too uh role i i don't know hashtag me but too she was role. she was an, she was annoying that character um why did they never do that with the death star oh what, let's just, just break the cannon shall we because someone has to give their life to do that and put a droid in put a droid in the driver's seat it's not very good for droid rights yeah oh god <laughs> God, hashtag me too. Yeah, all right. We'll pay homage to Carrie Fisher in the next one because apparently Ryan I am not decided seeing not to this it. in the cinema though. I will right now. I'm decided not to, but we'll see what the trailer looks like. Well, you're gonna boycott Star Wars at the cinema. You better believe it. All right. I mean, integrity. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was very disappointed with the last one. Oh, were you? Yep. We saw it together. Remember, we we, we left and we looked at each other and you were like. The fuck? Was that bad? Yeah, that was bad. That wasn't good. It was bad. If you want to hear, if you're new to the pod and you want to hear our thoughts on The Last Jedi, go listen to episode one. It's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> the episode's good. The review is bad. <laughs> uh, it's also our first pod, so it's a bit rusty as well. Yeah. And it's long. But uh, yeah, I went on about We're a, trying to keep it down. a half an hour rant about how shit The Last Jedi is. So go check that out because it's awful. And everyone likes to, to you know, rant. Get yes. that off your chest. Yeah. All right, five. Next new story. Everything is awesome again. I am actually really excited about this because the first movie was class. The Lego Movie Two has a new trailer. Have you seen it? No. Oh no, oh. Cam's not happy with it. Well, you don't like Lego either? <laughs> I've never watched Lego. I'm just a big miserable bastard. Sorry, I've never Me seen the, 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 any Lego stuff. <laughs> you should. It's good. good. Yeah, first one was funny. It's really good. It's very meta. Very I've actually heard that they're really, really funny. So I probably should yeah. watch it. Well written. Really well written. In this trailer, you've got a character who is... Uh, so Chris Pratt's in the Lego movie. He plays the main character. Uh, what was it? Just Builder? Was that his name? Mr. Builder? No. I can't remember what his name is, but he's just got a regular, yeah, regular, like a regular name. name or something. Yeah. Regular Builder. 
uh, and in the trailer he's met he is with a, like yeah he is a builder lego builder man mm. but yeah but in the in the trailer for two he's met with a character who's basically the everything that chris pratt has been in the last like five roles he's like an adventure space explorer all that kind of stuff and so it's very on the nose chris pratt plays that character too. i'll give it a watch yeah it looks funny it looks cool i'll watch it also will arnett plays batman which is class so much time for will arnett he's so funny that's a strange piece of cast it's not I'm he's really it. good he's like hey i'm batman i'm just he just takes the absolute rip out of uh i want to go back and watch arrested development now what's his name Christian Bale. So much of Arrested Development. Holy crap, the cast in this movie is incredible. What? What's that? The Lego movie. All right, read me it. Will Arnett, Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alison Brie. Oh, oh damn. Uh, Kitty. <laughs> I can't remember that oh, character. I don't know who that is. It's a toy, obviously. Oh. Um, Charlie Day. Yeah, Charlie Day. Is Charlie Day space? plays Benny, whoever Benny is. Space Anthony Daniels plays three C three PO. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell. Um, well, he was in the first one. He was. He played the the bad guy. Will. F- oh no! <laughs> Eating crisps. Will Forte. <laughs> do you know Will Forte? You ever seen the yeah. movie MacGruber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman, Jonah Hill. Oh, nice. So many. Yeah, that's a cool good guy. comic actors. I love oh. all that Jonah Hill. Dave Franco, Seth Rogen. Yeah, I love that troop. That troop, they're good. Um, yeah, it was cool. I like it. I, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's good, good songs. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you work in a team. All right, <laughs> our big topic this week. We've not done much on the video game front. So Just I want to jump in. You probably expect the big topic to be about Fantastic Beasts, and where are they? They're in a suitcase. Uh, gay Wizard Hitler is about Wizard I mean, Hitler. Johnny Depp's gonna do him justice but we're not because we've made family commitments to watch this when our cousins are up so, so we're waiting, waiting for the podcast about that which will happen way later than it's relevant <laughs> I, sh- I saw it the other day it's probably the first film Did I've you? seen before you use. Did you see it? Yep What, do you, what are your thoughts? It's fine <laughs> Okay <laughs> Brief review Good it's fine. Why? It's kind of mind what you were saying a couple of times ago you could kind of tell it's written by an author yeah. rather than a movie writer because they're just trying to put... She's not a screenwriter. ...too much into it. Some of the... They've tried to do, like, some bits of characterization and it just kind of doesn't really flow that way and you're just like, what? Like, where's that from? Yeah. Who? What? What are you talking about? I think we spoke about this when you got back, actually, mm. where I had heard a review that, yeah, you can tell it's written by an author, not a screenwriter, because mm. there's a scene where you you meet two new characters... And they're in a room together, and they're both giving you their background story. Yeah, and they're just so, like, "Who the who yeah, are you? You're getting go you're, away from you're me. literally go away. You're lit go away. <laughs> I do not want you in. Uh, you're literally getting a flashback from a character, and then that flashback ends, and the character he's speaking to goes, "Well, here's my flashback. This is my and problem. You, it's like, what the fuck is happening? That's my problem. I also don't understand why it's from Newt Scamander's perspective because." I like you. Yeah, great, great little character. But isn't this Dumbledore's story? Should this not be well, from Dumbledore's perspective? In my defense, in my defense, I didn't make the movie. And, uh, <laughs> in the movie's in their defense. defense fuck, that's fuck all to do with Newt Scamander. Yeah, he's yeah. In a couple of scenes. Like, <laughs> he's, he's only there to like progress the movie. Those that like, I know, you, you go do this because we can't think of anyone else to do it. Those that I know that have seen it, um, that's basically their their complaint. Why are they shoehorning him in as the main character? Has nothing to do with Fantastic Beast stuck in a suitcase. Is he only in it because he's the one that wrote the Where to Find Them book? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, okay. But like what, what J.K. Rowling has done for some strange reason is try and tell the backstory to Dumbledore and Grindelwald. 
but make it relate to a tiny little book about dragons. Dragons. It wasn't about dragons. (laughs) (laughs) What what was it about? Where were the beasts? Were they in the suitcase? (laughs) They were in the book. And you had to find them. <laughs> They're in his suitcase, though. Yeah. No, um, New, yeah, New, no, New Scamander's was... just like, ah, oh, I just want to live in my suitcase. It's very much a, like, obviously, it was always going to be a trilogy, let's face it. More than, they're doing five, five films. Oh, five. Christ. Yeah. Four, four or five, I think. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, but they've, they, it's very much a setting up for the next film. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, so... here's loads of stuff, and all the action will come in the next film. Yeah, I mean, that's lazy. Well, that's lazy, What that, and that's a cash grab. With ah, of course, every film should have should be able to stand at its own two feet without have and without needing to set something up in the future. That's why the books were so good. Yeah, the books were so dense, and you had six hundred pages to get so much done. J.K. Rowling's trying to squeeze all of that into one little kind of movie, but uh, you're not following a year's progression at Hogwarts anymore. You're like you're investigating the world of the Wizarding World. Yeah, how? What is the? timeline in that movie is it one year or is it one week <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no idea no idea um it's not <clears throat> it's good it's better than the harry potter films um really? they, were, they were garbage so uh, i've it? heard uh, i've it, heard it's the best dumbledore well it would be very hard in a, to be and according to the books it would be very hard to be the best dumbledore because no. the first guy dumbledore 1.0 looked like he was about died. to die <laughs> and then michael gambon just didn't read the books and he came in big mental dumbledore he was i hated that what? scene See in the, the book, he doesn't do no, it, does he? No, see, in the like book, he's the so book calm and collected. Calmly. He yeah. says calmly. Yeah, it, it states, Did you put your name in the Yeah, it states in the book that Dumbledore already knows the answer, probably. He so comes he, in, like, so hot. I hate that. <laughs> Honey, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? What are you doing, Honey? Ah! He, like, elbows Snape out of the way. <laughs> punches McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Madness. God, Gambon, yeah, we're your twat. Oh. Yeah, it was a strange... Jude but, Law, though. Yeah, he was he, he was actually decent, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah, off track. Moving on. Anyway, um so yeah, cool. I'll I'll watch it. Main yeah, topic. This isn't the main topic. No, it's not the main topic at all. We'll watch yeah, we're gonna watch this film later on next month, aren't we, Ray? Yeah. Cool. Big topic. We've not talked much about video games and I say in the opening yeah. spiel that we do and we haven't done much. We talk about it in the news or when you want to tell us passing. about Yeah, when you want to tell <coughs> about how Red Dead Redemption's doing. Do I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about I'm it? Really, no, I'm, we're real sad right I'm now. I'm still not over it. No. What, what are you sad about? I can't tell you. It's spoil it. Spoil it. Spoil it. You, uh, is it bad? It's not bad. It's tastefully done. Yeah, but it's, it's not good. It's not fun. Oh. No, it's fun, but it's... Yeah. No. That's what mine is. Okay. Some lighthearted stuff then. We're going to talk about... What's the song again? <laughs> the That's, <laughs> That's the way it is. Oh, so sad. <laughs> what? You'll understand, like, that's you play it, it gets to a certain point, and there's this little montage, and there's like, that's the way it is. That is the way it is. There's this little that's playing. There's nothing you can do to stop it, <laughs> and you're just watching and greeting as it's going on. I don't want to reveal too much, but it's just, oh, you're it's just hard. just mashing X. Bloody hell, all right, Jesus. <laughs> Someone's dying in that. Right, okay, so big topic. We're going to talk about the Nintendo 64. Cam, have you played the Nintendo 64 before? I always had to go around to Andy Gordon's house to play the N64 because I didn't have one. Who's Andy Gordon? Uh, Andy Gordon was in Cam's year. Yeah. What do you look Andy like? Gordon. We're best pals in playing this school. Best what, pals and what do you not look like? anymore. You gotta remember, you gotta remember, you're you're below me, Rory. Andy Gordon, I think, probably has kids and is married now. He he does have kids. I don't know if he's married. And still lives in Kinross. Is he your age, Cam? Yeah. Ooh, shagger. Okay. 
Nintendo 64. Right, the Nintendo 64 was Nintendo's third home video game console, for those who didn't know. Uh, and it was named... So what, they came the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then the SNES. Sure. And then the 64. So it was named after its 64-bit central processing unit. I knew this. And it was released in June 1996 in Japan and March 1997 here in Bonnie, Scotland. Um, it was the last major home console to use the cartridge as its primary storage format until Nintendo's uh, seventh console, the, the Nintendo Switch. What, good what? old cartridge. Hit and blow. <laughs> brought that back in 2017. Um, the console was also discontinued in mid-2002 following the launch of the successor, the GameCube, which was also pretty good. Probably the best controller they've made. The GameCube one? Yeah. Yeah. So the N64, probably the worst controller ever made. Yep. Hilarious yes. though. Like who's <laughs> like what were they thinking? It was meant to oh, it was meant I have to three be three hands. Do you have three hands? It was meant to be able to use for a side scrolling game or a three D game. So you would change up your hand position. That was the idea behind it, but it just looks weird. It, it looks it's weird. It looks like an X Wing. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like an X Wing. That's exactly what it looks like. Like so stupid. It looks it looks aggressive. It looks like I, I can see the logic it. behind it. It just they didn't do it well enough. That's stupid. It was stupid. So the proper way to hold the N64 controller was to hold the central grip with your left hand and the right grip with your right hand, ignoring the left flank of the controller altogether. Now, you and McLeod did Cloudy. the rookie move of putting his hand on the left hand side of this. You say rookie it. move, he still destroyed us at Mario Well, Kart. I don't understand how someone can uh, look that retarded holding a, uh, <laughs> uh, a controller oh, still do so PC well at Mario Kart. How, how was he so good at that? He's For those not know who we're talking about, you McLeod is a guy that Roy and I lived with. Uh, Milky McLeod. Milky McLeod. <laughs> and we, uh, we bought, an no, the flat we lived in had we a We found a Nintendo 64 yeah. in a cupboard. <laughs> like it was in a cupboard. And the guy that owned the flat. Best flat ever. Like, tremendous. Score. <laughs> so we immediately jumped on Amazon, bought three more controllers and Mario Kart and started having Mario Kart competitions every night before we went to bed. And you McLeod was so good at it, it was annoying. Yeah, it was really And bad. to rub it, to rub salt on the wound even more, he used to go Princess fucking Peach oh, just God. to rub that in. Because then it would, because then if you would win, his, Peach has got it. She Peachy. Was a, she was a little dark horse. She, she was good now. She was a wee slang. Fat cow. Cow. <laughs> Jesus. You fat cow. Jesus. Sorry, I got Um hungry. Yeah, Mario Kart was class though. Mario Kart was Absolutely. one of the first games we probably got to play like together, like the first. Yeah, I'm gonna remove the um, remove Doritos, the Doritos. From because he's, he's eating too much. Oh, yes. Help me, fat, growing fat, growing laddie. That was technically my breakfast. Oh, good. That sounds good. Thank you, listeners. For I don't know why I'm thanking you. So I got <laughs> some got some facts about the N64 here, Rory. I'm gonna let you. Cool. Yeah, like gave you some knowledge. So it almost had a completely different name. No way. Oh, was it wow. the Commodore 64? Nope. While in development, the Nintendo 64 was codenamed Project Reality. But that was obviously never meant to ma name. for mass consumption. The system did, however, have another name planned for consumers, Ultra 64. Cool. That was the working title for the system until the company learned Konami had the world Ultra trademarked for its Ultra game division. Oh, wow. Did no, you know that? No, no you no. didn't. Well, I just told you that. You may have a sex. These are ours now. Jamie's bought them for us. So part, part, well, part while of, you're up, Cam, can you get me one? Part of the uh, the rules, I think, of me using your flat to do my podcast will be I will supply you with sexy maxes every time I come around. Very good. Also, I just want to... Sexy max, for those Se that don't understand the podcast, max. is a Pepsi max. Yeah, I'll have a sexy max too. I just want to say, I don't know how good the microphones are, 
But if we stay very silent as Cam walks back to the table. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How fucking annoying is Cam's that? Cam's got freaking Christmas slippers on with First a bell all, on the toe. You can all fuck off. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say RIP to the, the bell on the right slipper today as it fell off. Oh, no. Oh, so I've got the left one. Um, but you've got two bells. There it is. Which is just great. Which, <laughs> when I came home and the Christmas season has come upon us, Cam was wearing these slippers and I went, that's class. They're hilarious. No, no. They're the most annoying things in the world. Because every time yeah. Cam goes, oh, I need to get up or I need to just get move and get a bit more comfy, the fucking bells ring. Yep. That'll now get quickly. they are the bane of my life. They're tremendous and they're not coming off. Back to the N64. We got the N64 famously for Christmas. Do you remember that? 1998. I famously do not famously. remember that. I say that a lot. Famously. Yeah. Famously. Famously, Rory. It was Christmas Day. Famously amongst our family. 1998. We got... Um, How do you know it was 1998? Because it was the year after it came out. And we got it like brand new. Like I remember being... We were one of the first families in Kinross, famously. Famously. That had the, uh, the N64 You first. don't know that. Oh, we had it first. <laughs> We had it first. One of the families in Kinross. We had it first. <laughs> One of the few families in Kinross that got it. That's good. We it's got a good it statement. It's a bold statement. We opened I'll it up. I'll take it. And we had... Uh, <laughs> it's a bold statement. I'll take it. We opened it up and it had Mario 64, which was the launch game it came with. Yeah. That and, was class. And Great we game. played that all day. That's the game that it was made for, I think. Oh, yeah. That's so for the whole 64. It launched it to, to I think, um, uh, debut... It was the first ever... 3D, the 3D graphics, camera, yeah, 3D camera graphics, where you could and go was, rotate around yeah. the. It was amazing. Yeah, it took me ages to complete that. You could do the triple jump. Mm -hmm. You could do the long jump mm -hmm. by quickly <laughs> tapping Z and A. Uh huh. Trigger. Uh -huh. Fun fact: I don't know if you've got this in here. Uh, certain voiceovers from Mario, they didn't get in the Eastern game, but they got it in the Western game. Really? Yeah. Okay. So when you did the triple jump, he went, yeah, whoo, ha, ha. Didn't do that in China. I got a fact about it here. People <laughs> are routinely beating Super Mario 64 now in less than two hours. Oh, is that the cheat where you like <clears throat> have to run backwards and jump backwards and he like sprints? So why would you do that? Eh? Super Mario 64 was a big deal for Nintendo in 1996. It revolutionized the 3D game design and proved that simple mechanics can make the jump to a far more powerful console. The game's impact was so huge that it's still being played today, albeit by speedrunners looking to get into the record books for the fastest completion time. It's not by, completion time though, is it? It's listen, cheating. <laughs> by memorizing each section of the game and exploiting a few glitches here and there, mm -hmm. players have found ways to complete Super Mario 64 in under two hours. As of right now, the record for the fastest time collecting all 120 stars in the game is one hour, 40 minutes and 20, 12 seconds. That's actually incredible. That's so quick. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that took me <laughs> five years to complete because as a kid, I did not know what I was doing. Yeah, no, none of us did. No. It was the same with Zelda. Like, Zelda probably took me... I'll get to Zelda. Like Zelda. 12 years. Yeah, I'll get to Zelda. I remember you completing it and I was still a youngster. Yeah. I still hadn't gone old and then back in time. Hadn't gone old yet. Hadn't lifted up your sword and turned into a teenager. Nope. Nope. Still stuck on the first three dungeons. So, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was almost a first-person game. Did you know that? 
As in not third person. Yeah, it was behind from, Link. Exactly. So if you think fans were enraged uh, when The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, gave the franchise a cell-shaded makeover. I like that makeover. Imagine how they would have reacted if Nintendo went ahead with its early idea of making Ocarina of Time uh, from the first-person perspective. In an interview about the game's development, designer Yoshaki Kozumi said creator oh, yeah. Shigeru yeah, yeah. Miyamoto toyed with the idea early on, and I quote, Right, in the beginning, he had the image that you are at first walking around in first person, and when an enemy appeared, the stream would switch. Link would appear, and the battle would unfold from a side perspective. How odd. That's a weird idea. So glad we didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's weird now that we've experienced the actual game. But I think if they did do it like that, you'd be like, oh, it's an adaption from the Game Boy game. Ocarina, game. Ocarina of Time turned 20 years old this year. Uh, like I think last week. Jesus. I think it was the anniversary last week. It you should go back and still, put it on the Switch. Yeah, it's still my favorite game. My favorite all-time game. Really? Yeah. The opening scene. Better than the new one. It's the first game I feel like you're playing that was epic. Like, actual epic. And, uh, and uh, I guess, fairly open-worldy. Cam, did you play Zelda? No, I never, like I never grew up with an N sixty four. So all those class games, I never really played and never experienced. So kind of. Have you ever gone into it at all? Like never. Nah, never mm-hmm. played any Zelda. But you game. know what it looks like. Or... I know you shouldn't kill a chicken. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, don't do that. Oh, massacres, yeah. Kill the chicken at Lon Lon Ranch. I'm, don't do that. No, not yeah, Lon Ranch or Kakariko. Or Kakariko Village. They, they come for you. They peck your eyes out. It's great. There's like a Good. there's like a brief cutscene of when you hit the chicken one last time. The cutscene goes straight to the chicken, and then it just goes, yeah, <laughs> cracks. And then the all these you. chickens just chase you. Great, it's crazy. great game. Um, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it was. I'll great. let you play Breath of the Wild if you want. You should. Yes. Good. You know, Breath of the Wild was very, very good, and it's very good in the Switch, and it's definitely like yeah, a good, uh, good, update. a good change to Red Dead now that we've finished. Incorrect. Nothing will be. No, a good I mean to, to let Dead. you forget, to let you let <laughs> your let mind let your mind wander away from what made us so sad. I don't mean to keep so going sad. back then there, right? But I did that part five days ago, maybe. Yeah. That sad part. Yeah. And I'm still sad. I'm still sad. I completed it what a week the hell before happened? you. I, I can't tell you because it's a spoiler. I mean, it is and a spoiler, if anyone listening but, um, is playing it, yeah, we don't want to spoil. I implore it. them to play the story. You'll get to a point in chapter six where you won't want to do any side missions and the story missions will just keep ramping up and you're like, fuck, I need to keep doing this. And then you just do story, 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 and then it ends. And you're just like sat there in a pile of your own tears. Empty. Empty inside. Yeah. Not empty, just I got some time off over Christmas. (laughs) I'll like bash it out. I can't like I've. I've if, when are you resigned off, my life to it. When are you mm. off for Christmas? 21st, month birthday. Right. So you've, you will not complete this in four days. No, I've got like <laughs> two weeks. I've got two weeks off for Christmas. Right. Okay. You might complete that in right. two weeks. I'll try. Watch me. As long as dad doesn't get angry with him at home playing the PlayStation all the time. Take the PlayStation home. Saw his in dad. His, in his new front room. Anyway, back to the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> some more facts about this wee, wee boy here. Um, the wee boy Link. No, it launched with just two games in the US. You know what they were? Super Mario 64. Correct. Mario Kart? Uh, no. So if you... Blah, 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 blah,
there was only one other game available when the system first hit shelves. Pilot Wings 64. Did you ever play that? No. I did not play that. Nope. Nope. That's it. Eventually, System Seller was, was like... What? Was it like a flight simulator? I think so, yeah. Um, eventually, System Sellers like GoldenEye 007, Banjo-Kazooie, Great WCW games. Revenge, yes. and, <laughs> yes. and The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time were still ways off in September 1996. Uh, and a bit of digital symmetry, the N64's launch lineup almost perfectly mirrored that of the Super Nintendo's, which included Super Mario World and the original Pilot Wings and F-Zero, F-Zero X. Oh, no, F-Zero. Just F-Zero. Is that the fucking guy? Yeah. Fuck Captain Falcon. Punch. You ever played oh, Super Smash Bros? Yeah. yeah. Super Smash Bros. is class. Class. That is a brawler. The best of games. So let's talk about how the N64 has four ports and it makes families fall out. You've pretty much done it. Done it, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. So first first time ever, you could all play multiplayer with each other and get really competitive and more than two. More than two. Because PlayStation two. was just the two. It brings yeah. not just your siblings together, but your cousins as well. And yep. distant neighbors who uh, can now pick up a, a weird controller and play with you. Now, let's let's talk about our personal experiences with this. Mm. We had three really good Nintendo 64 controllers. We also had a fourth really shit one that looked like... A gray one. It looked like a hammerhead shark. We had a green one. We had a red one. We had two gray ones. I had a green one. You had a red one. I had two gray ones. And a gray one. Yeah, but the other gray one, remember, was a big chunky bastard mm-hmm. that looked like a hammerhead shark and in the middle it had lost uh, the the uh, joystick had lost it remember no that was crap and, <laughs> and no one ever wanted to play with it um, and I think when we did play with it Gemma had to have it <laughs> uh, so gotta <laughs> four player we played a lot of Mario Kart we played a lot of GoldenEye yep we played a lot of Super Smash Bros GoldenEye was class the day that we unlocked our job in GoldenEye <laughs> was such a great day what a day. big day didn't it come out that he was actually like unfair to play as yeah because he was smaller yeah. yeah so if if you saw our job come around the corner you'd shoot and you'd have to go oh wait I need to aim down you slightly aim down and but then our job's not, already killed you because you've got no double uh, joysticks you've got to actually pivot and aim up yeah, and you down have to with use the, the C buttons. C buttons yeah. uh, it's difficult. You, yeah, you're never going to catch that guy. He's a wee rascal. Love it. Uh, yeah, Goldeneye was great. Especially in the Golden Gun mode. Golden Gun mode was great. One hit kill. One hit oh, kills. that was tremendous. One hit kill. Like Facility. Whoa. The temple. That's definitely going to get really, really. Oh, words. Spit out. That's definitely going to get remade, isn't it? Wrong. I think it was cool. remade. Uh, only because of uh, rights and copyrights and whoever owns it. Because at that point, it was uh, the same people that owned Banjo-Kazooie. I don't know who that was. They had that like blue and gold logo that spun. Oh, yeah. Uh, They owned Banjo-Kazooie. They owned Diddy Kong Racing. They owned GoldenEye. Mm. And Nintendo just bought their IP. Uh, And that's why when this whole talk about maybe the N64 classic coming out, it should have these games, but it might not have those games. Are they, are they bringing out an N64 classic? There's talk about it. I'd love that. But get it that. won't have GoldenEye or Banjo or oh my God. because they don't own I'm getting that. the rights to them. I'm getting that so bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, and talk to the ones that we have. Uh, Mario Party was another one. Well, here you go. Nintendo had to sell... Here's some facts about Mario Party. Talking of Mario Party. Nintendo had to sell Mario Party with protective gloves. Did you know that? What? Yeah, you know, do you not know why? 
Why do you think you might need some gloves with this game? Because it... the Nintendo 64's <laughs> controller was oddly shaped and difficult for some people. Sweat. For some gamers to grasp at first. But the oh, Im- I know why. <laughs> so the implementation of an analog stick is something that systems have been using ever since. However, that stick, despite being a logical leap forward for game tech, came back to haunt the company. After receiving complaints about injuries suffered while using the analog stick to play Mario Party, the New York Attorney General came into terms in a settlement with Nintendo to begin selling sports gloves to anyone who bought the title. Do you know why? Yeah, because you get a massive blister in the palm of your hand. Yeah, what type of injuries could a gamer controller inflict? So, Blisters, of course, <laughs> during portions of the game that require players to move the stick with a rapid pace, so it was that bloody yeah. level. So, what was because it? Cam's not played it and he doesn't understand, there was a level where you would be rowing against each other. So you're on two but, sides of a boat. So it'll always happen one against three. So if you've landed on a red spot and everyone else has landed on a blue spot, it'll be them against you. And all the mini games are random. And this mini game was you're in a raft. Three of you are on one side. One of you is on the other. And you have to row, but you have to row by rotating the analog stick. And the easiest way that you could think of, rather than your thumb, was to do like rotate your hand in an anti-clockwise position. And and it destroys your hand. You had to like, (laughs) I remember people being like, wait, 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 before we play this. Someone get a towel or <laughs> someone get a jumper and you'd get a jumper and you'd be like, <laughs> but still, I remember getting blisters and stuff. In my so hands. yeah, we used to play Mario Party a lot with my cousins, Alex and Gemma. Yeah. And it was stuff like birthday parties or Christmas. Kids nowadays, they got it so easy. And it was, it was like, they've got it, motion control where you roll, like actually rowing. <laughs> so, um, uh, so during portions of the game that require players to move the stick at rapid pace, People reported not only blisters, but some puncture wounds, friction <laughs> burns, and other injuries to the palm of their hands. To avoid an even messier situation, 90s Nintendo agreed to provide um, worry customers with sports gloves if they called uh, an 800 number. <laughs> nah, fuck off. If you, <laughs> if you are absolutely launching your hand in a controller hard enough to get a blister or a puncture wound, you do not deserve gloves. You do not deserve hands. Hey, oh, we no. had we had hey, those puncture wounds. We we're not puncture wounds. We got blisters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like imagine, imagine releasing a product and then having to release was, gloves after it yeah. because your consumers. <laughs> this was the this was the issue with the analog stick for the N sixty four though was because of mini games like that where you had to rotate after playing Mario Party for a year, your analog stick just wouldn't stay in the middle because you'd fucked it for so much. Yeah. So true. So you'd have to buy another controller. <laughs> Uh, the worst so analog stick though, though Mario Party sold more than 1 million copies, the cost of the gloves bit into the profits of Nintendo. Luckily, the company, um, luckily for the company, this we problem didn't know about these wasn't problems. widespread as they had received fewer than 100 complaints from parents over the years. So, Do you know what would be a great idea? Golf gloves. That would have been a sweet idea. We, all, we had golf gloves. Could have been a golf gloves of words, yeah. It's all right. The new Mario Party, you just actually have to row. You actually, like, <laughs> you gesture it. You have to gesture it. Oh, good. I think they've learned the lesson there. We're getting that for Christmas. I'll get it for Christmas cool, so cool. that we can play it in Boxing Day. Cool, cool, cool. We'll cool. maybe do a special episode. Cool. Maybe, uh, yeah. Sure. Let's do that. Who knows? <laughs> so cartridges. The N64 was the last system to actually use the cartridge system. Yeah. What do you think of those cartridges, eh? Do you ever blow on those? Try and get them to work? The hit and blow. <laughs> the hit and blow. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that was actually real bad for it. 
We laughed, but it always worked. It always worked. <laughs> Every time something seized. Oh, fuck. So, um, Take the, it out, blow on it, reset the console. But so it was quick. You know? co- yeah, but you took it out, blew it, put it back in, on. But the cartridges Nowadays, were tiny, and it was one of the reasons why levels were developed the way they were. Inches, so, for example, Mario and Zelda, you know how Mario 64, you had to jump into the different levels, so you jump through the, the paintings. Through the paintings, yeah. And you ended up on a level. <laughs> it's because like the, the cartridge memory is so small, they had to basically split the game up into tiny little like games all over the place that could be open world and that's the same as Zelda all the different kind of uh, temples they hit it better in Zelda they hit it better in Zelda so the cartridges have got the point here kept certain games from seeing the light of day Nintendo's insistence on sticking the cartridges over discs was seen by some as one of the charms of the company but in reality uh, that decision held the system back in countless ways simply put discs on a system like Sony's PlayStation could hold more data than cartridges. And while discs do require loading times, sometimes lengthy loading times, mm-hmm. um, you could pack way more graphics, video, and audio into a game that way. While Sony could release sprawling, technologically superior games like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid on two or three discs, the N64 would have to use numerous cartridges to fit the same game, which was incredibly cost-prohibitive and cumbersome. As the console wars raged on, this uh, relegated the N64 to releasing first-party titles with simpler, more cartoonish graphics. While Sony was able to push the limits further with a range of outstanding de- outside developers. Which is why PlayStation has always been pretty fucking cool and ahead of its time. But Nintendo have always kind of... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nintendo have always kind of been quirky and doing their own thing all the time. So, like, sticking with the cartridges is classic Nintendo. And when they did actually go for discs for the first time with the GameCube, they went... Nah, we're gonna have teeny, teeny, tiny discs, not regular discs. Yeah, I remember half-sized that. Half-sized discs, bizarre. And they, I'm actually, bizarre. I'll, I think they're ahead of the game now, where with the Nintendo Switch, their games are now on SD drives, an SD card rather than a disc, because you can hold so much information on an SD card now. The, on, that's whereas that. discs have a capacity that are inferior to an SD card. Really? Yeah, they're oh. talking about discless consoles for the next gen. But they're not going to, and they're releasing an Xbox I that think, is going to have I a that isn't going to have a disc drive. I think they should be going discless. Well, no, this is the thing. It makes sense to go discless, not dickless. <laughs> 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 uh, it, it makes sense. It only makes sense to go discless if we have good enough Wi-Fi everywhere, because you need to think about everyone in the world, not just Americans in the Western and, mm. and Asia, mm. because. If we have shit Wi-Fi or no internet, no 5G, 4G, if you if you have to download games now, mm. you can't. It's a good point. Thank you. No, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> Alexander Bell, who you called Belly last week, uh, he came out and he was like, all right, I'll, I'll be called Belly now. I was like, yep, sure. How you going, Belly? Um, he's still, I think he's pretty adamant that they should go this list. And that well, I hope he understands it. my argument. He will. <laughs> he'll, he'll talk to me about it tomorrow, I imagine. Good. When, when he listens I'm right. to this. You're wrong. Uh Next fact I've got about the Nintendo 64, um, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, sorry, Shigeru Miyamoto wanted GoldenEye 007 to end with everyone shaking hands. What? The, the characters? They're all dead. They're all dead. So when you look across the vast library of Nintendo games over what? the years, <laughs> listen, uh, there's one thing that's almost noticeably absent compared to the other systems, and that is violence. Uh, the company has always held... Yeah. Um, a, 
It's always how tight the more family-friendly gaming options with Mario, Luigi, and even Zelda providing fairly bloodless adventures. Like, they're actually pretty, like, not grotesque. Um, but one of the Nintendo 64's most popular games also happened to be one of the most violent, and that was 007's GoldenEye. Despite the popularity, all the guns and killing didn't exactly thrill Shigeru Miyamoto, who at one point suggested after the main mission was over, players should be able to shake hands with all your enemies in the hospital, according to an interview with the game's director, Martin Hollis. That's amazing. What a lovely man. I mean, it's a terrible idea, but he's, he just must be so nice. <laughs> Remember all the friendships that were completely ruined with GoldenEye? There is no chance I would have touched any of my pal's hands yeah. after those games. They were all dead to me. Well, this was the thing with a lot of their online, with their multiplayer games. You weren't friends with any of your friends after it, and Mario Party was the worst. My part was in the my worst. opinion, because even though Mario Party is such a random game, you could be winning with most stars, most coins, and then you get to the end, and then Koopa comes along and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna switch things up a wee bit. Who got who traveled the most on the board? Oh, you get a star. Who?" Oh. Who got the most red blocks? You You're get right. a star. I mean, we've already told we've already told the story of you smashing the TV into the wall. I hate that was that was that was Mario Kart. Though. That was Mario Kart. Yeah, but again, that's an example of like just friendships and walls losing lives and, and limbs. Poor walls. My huff. What happens there? You, you the famous a huff. Massive temper back in the day, didn't you? But yeah, a no, it was stressful. Puff. It was stressful. <laughs> that was moist. <laughs> Let's have a repeat of that, Rory. Nice, thanks. So, Super Mario 64 <laughs> is still the console's best-selling game. Did you know that? Uh, um, I did not know that. It shouldn't just come as a huge surprise, but Super Mario 64 is the best-selling game on the Nintendo 64 by a long shot. It sold around oh. 11.89 million copies, while Mario Kart 64, the next highest seller, sold around 9.87. GoldenEye came third with 8.9 million copies sold. Zelda's not even up there. That surprises me because Zelda's That's very fucking amazing. And everyone seems to love Zelda. Zelda's the best. But then I guess Mario is the Nintendo paper boy. It's their staple, yeah. It is their staple, staple boy. Their... Paper boy. <laughs> paper boy. Paper boy. That's Atlanta. Staple boy. Staple boy. Staple. So let's talk about the games then. What was your favorite game? Or favorite oh, games? Favorite games. I oh. think my go-to was Mario Kart or Smash Bros. Smash I was always a Kirby guy because Kirby could fly and you could suck you into him and you could steal your powers. Or you could turn around and spit them off the map. I liked playing with Link from Zelda. And yeah, I, liked, I hated that. Yeah, and you were so, good with him as well. So good with Link. I was tearing up those. The good thing is you weren't a sore winner. <laughs> That's a lie. I love, I love <laughs> that winning. Is Jamie incorrect. was the worst winner. I won a lot, and I like to make sure everyone knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, Alex says he's a Kirby guy, but I always, I can't, I always thought he was a Yoshi guy or Fox. Where were you? Did he go Fox? Because we've talked about it this week about the new Smash Bros coming out, and Alex went mm. shotgun Kirby, mm-hmm. and I thought, was he always Kirby? I remember you because I was Kirby always, a lot. Yeah, because yeah. he was the easy one. <laughs> you know, the one that could fly and get you away could with fly a lot. and be a brick and stuff. Whereas I liked Link. Link had a sword, and he could. You know, deliver some damage with that sword. Yeah. That was cool. Favorite Smash Bros. game, even though it's not an N64 specific. What, Melee or Brawl? Yeah. Um, I think Melee's better, isn't it? Is Melee not supposed to be the best? Brawl was the Switch. Uh, no, Brawl no. was the Wii. Yeah. So I think I, I think, think I um, like the GameCube one was always the best. The GameCube one was good. Yeah, so that's Melee. Because you could do 
you could flick the C stick and you would instantly have that power shot rather than hold A and wait for it to charge. Do you remember playing The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? I remember playing it, not understanding it, and switching it off. came out in 2000. <laughs> it was like the dark little brother of um, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, and through the timeline of Zelda, it's in like yeah, a it's weird, weird. It's, it's in a different place as well. It's like Tamriel or something. And um, it's got a, a moon crashing into the ground, and it, you constantly have to reverse time to yeah. start from the first day it, of, of 3D. The whole period. game starts on the same day. But it's very dark. It's very dark in tone as well. Yeah. Um, and I... Don't I mean, the moon is crashing into the. I don't earth. think I. I don't think I ever completely. <laughs> and the moon it. has a face, and we, he looks we, very. We angry. had it, and we had the gold cartridge. Remember, it was a gold cartridge. Yeah. I don't remember ever completing it. I remember I the game scared it. me, like like it was dark and the moon was crashing into the ground, and it had a scary face. I watched it to the end on YouTube. I watched a guy is called Game Grumps. They're really funny. Do you watch them, Cam? No, it's no. just a funny name. Funny name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know how it ends, um, but no. Yeah, I was I was more of a fan of Ocarina of Time, even though it took me twelve years to complete that. Ocarina one. was so good. Majora's Mask was too weird for my little brain. Where do you sit on Banjo Kazooie? Loved it because I loved everything about it, especially changing into different animals in different levels. I think Dad liked this game more than both of us. Yep. Every time I played this game, I remember being a kid when we played this game. <laughs> Dad was infatuated with this. He liked this game, and I think Dad was it, was played it, it a the... couple times too. Was it the the way that the characters spoke to each other? I think it was like it was graphics, the story. I think imagine that... a Pepsi Max cam, but with <gasps> googly eyes uh-huh. and a mouth. Uh-huh. And when you went to talk to it, uh-huh. you had a text screen, but it went because <laughs> it's full of bubbles. Ah, um, that's that's what they did on Banjo Kazooie. That, <laughs> that was a very good impression. Right? Yes. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I liked Banjo Kazooie. Did we complete that one? I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because. Yeah, your sister was kidnapped by the witch, and then oh, you had to get her yeah. back. Like, I there's, a, there's a scene as well where that witch becomes a babe. She does well with green skin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you thought she was a babe. I knew who she was all along. Where do you sit on um, Mario Kart's uh, bastard child cousin Diddy Kong? Diddy Kong Racing. I almost think it's it's not better, but there's more to it. You can and fly we, planes. We enjoyed it more. I think with Gemma and Alex, because I think they got it before us and we played it at their house. And uh, you actually had a main menu that was uh, that you drove around rather than it being a menu screen that you just went to the start button. You had to drive literally to a race, mm. which is very kind of need for speed. PlayStation 2 esque. Uh, I loved Diddy Kong Racing. My go to guy was Tip Tap, who was he was the turtle. <laughs> Oh, so it was. You I loved that guy. Up. And you were uh, that little mouse. No, it was Conker. I'm Conker. Oh, you were Conker. Maybe I'm Alex was Conker. the mouse. Who's the mouse? I can't remember. Alex will be listening to this right now. Alex, if you remember the mouse's name, give us a WhatsApp. On, give I us have the a, WhatsApp group. <laughs> I have a memory of playing this with you and Alex. And do you know there's a the level where it's like you're in a castle and it's got a drawbridge. Yeah. And the drawbridge opens and closes. And instead of racing... We play, we play versus. Oh, we, we tried spent, to go underneath the bridge or no, something. No, we spent or? we spent the entire game reversing and trying to go up the drawbridge when it was up and trying to make a jump and try and break the game by hitting a ledge and then trying our hardest to stay on top of the ledge. I remember this. Remember this? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's weird what kids Because you had to collect the, the purple balloons to get the... Yeah. 
to get the biggest boost. And <laughs> then you'd yeah. go off. Yeah, you'd rock it off. Yeah. To, yeah, let's do that again. That was fun. Ah, so let's good. waste loads of time playing that game. Diddy Kong Racing was class. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yes. Jamie didn't play this, but I did. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It was Conquer. like the first, not the first GTA, but it was... It was pretty much GTA, but with Conquer. Really? Um, and the fir- it, was, it was dark. It was written really well. It was about Conquer having a hangover. You had to fight a giant poo, which was hilarious <laughs> yeah. when you were 10. Oh my yeah. God. But the, yes. the, the initial intro scene is taken completely from Clockwork Orange. Where you've got Conquer. The camera zooms in and it's all black and it's zooming into Conquer. And he's sitting on this chair with a glass of milk. And he's looking really fucked up. That, and he's this got, is the kids game. And he's got white jeans. Well, yeah. He's got white jeans on and he's got one eyeliner thing on. Jesus. And, and then he overdubs the thing. He's like, well, last night was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it's I ne- a great I, Again, game. I never had the It's so different. But I remember other folk playing it. And I, did they not have a multiplayer or something like that? I seem to remember there was a multiplayer. And Andrew Mullen it. had it. That's how I played it. That's a weird one. I've never heard of that. It's good. That's cool. Look, try and find it on an emulator. I'll try. I'll try and find a, a trailer for it somewhere and watch it. Rogue One. You play Rogue One. Rogue, uh, Star Wars Rogue One. That was just the X-wing, right? Yeah, the X-wing fighter. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you not play this cam? It rings a bell, but again, it no. was Rogue. So Rogue Squadron, I think the game was actually, but yeah, um, yeah that that rings a bell more. Uh, it came out in 1998. You could do barrel rolls. You're. I don't. Were you Luke Skywalker? Who knows? Were you playing as Luke? Couldn't tell. I can't remember. But some cool X-Wing dogfights in that. Just a red leader. Um, we, did you also play... I can see it from here. Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium. Steph's favorite Nintendo game because it's the only one she understood or could play. The best thing about this, <laughs> it came with a thing that you could put the, the actual Pokemon red or blue in a, into and you could play it on the big screen. Yeah. I used to love Actually, doing yeah, because you put, you put the cartridge in but then you put something into the controller, mm-hmm. and then you put the game into that. Because the Nintendo 64 controller, if you didn't know, had no rumble system. Nope. So it didn't, you it had, didn't you vibrate. Could, you could buy a rumble pack. You could buy a rumble <laughs> pack, and you could stick it onto it. And uh, sometimes when you took that out, you could plug in your Pokemon game and play Pokemon on the big screen through yep. Pokemon Stadium. Uh, another one that rings a bell. I'll just rattle off a couple. Uh, Bomberman was fun. Bomberman. Uh, Yoshi's Story. Uh, Yoshi's Story. Awesome. Yeah. There's another impression for you there, Yoshi. Um, Star Wars Episode 1 Pod Racer. I I remember, but I don't remember it vividly. I loved that game. I remember it, but I don't remember it. That was was like the best thing that came out. It was the best thing that came out of Episode 1 was Pod Racer. Midichlorians, though. (laughs) Oh, yes. Also, Watto, probably the best character in the in the trilogy. How about hey, you? Annie. How about <laughs> you go I don't take Jedi thing. What is it? Oh, I can't Your remember. mind games or Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. God. <laughs> He's such a little... What about <laughs> Snowboard Kids? Snowboard Kids! Yeah. That was a class game. This is one of those games that's just so obscure and no one ever had it apart from us. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know anyone else that had it. But then I actually our uh, grandparents, filthy, filthy casuals pod. They mentioned it recently. Yeah. Our our um, grandparents bought this. I remember when uh, mom and dad went away on one of their many holidays and didn't take us, and they were looking after us. <laughs> Where are they now? Probably on holiday. Probably on holiday again, and didn't take us. And oh, we had to be left at home with children. grandma, grandma, and so with our Nintendo. So deprived. Yeah. With all your Nintendo. With our your Nintendos and, and that. just hate life. Just middle class life. Snowboard and... Kids was great. It was like a Mario Kart. 
but snowboards. And <laughs> you got to pick three, Four. one out of three snowboards. Oh, yeah. And it was really fast, but shit handling. Yeah. The all round, which <laughs> was kind of fast and really good handling. And the shit one, which was really good handling, but really slow. Really slow, yeah. And the all round one, uh, the fast one, you could only go uh, front side. You couldn't snowboard backside. Cam gets that reference. No. Do you know? You mean goofy or regular? Goofy or regular, yeah. yeah. So if you snowboard uh, naturally as a regular, if you switch to a goofy stance, that's backside. Right, I'm with you now. That's a skateboarding term. I don't know if it's the same as snowboarding. It would be front, called, it's front called side, switch. Front side, backside, switch. Switch. Yeah. Okay. So if you could go backside kickflip, it would mean that you're going backwards. But So no, you're no, goofy so rather if, than if regular. If you're going regular and you switched to in a skateboard, then if you're going regular and you switched to goofy and you did a kickflip, it would just be a switch flip. Switch kickflip. <coughs> I thought it would be a backside kickflip. It is not. You can have... Back, I disagree! You can have backside, like... like Pop shove it. And that. No, you can have... Well, you can have oh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. You can have backside, like, 5-0s and on front side 5-0s, but that relates to what side of you is facing the ledge of the rail. Well, I'm calm. I used, I used to skateboard. I used to skateboard. Okay, so did guys. I, I was but I wasn't so very cool. good, so all I do is cruise. I won I second do place in the Kinross competition. Did you really? Really? I did indeed. Over Why? who? Grant? Grant, come, Grant, Grant Sharman came first. Yeah, he would he was He's unreal because he had no fear. Yeah. Grant Sharman yeah, was really he was, good, wasn't he? He had no fear. Was this yeah. back in the day when you had that Lego man here? Yeah. Cam had, yeah. Cam had like <laughs> the perfect Prince Charming hair. Yeah. Grant Sharman and Ian... Uh, Stuart was yeah, incredible. I came second in my age group anyway. Grant came first, I came second. I can't remember who came third, but Ooh. I got a, a nice sweet t shirt and some trucks. I Is used that from to, Kim Ross, uh, the Millthorpe? From Jamie's uh, Skate Shop. Jamie Bartlett. Yeah. Jamie's Skate Shop. Yeah. Good days. Yeah, great days. Good I days. used to be able to drop in and go, <laughs> you go to the other end of the bowl and you go and pivot and gun back down. Famously, Avril Levine's Skater Boy is about me. No hey, way, Avril Levine. How did she know about ten-year-old you? Uh, just famously in Kinross, I was <laughs> the second place. Funny, player. I never saw you amongst our crew when we were <laughs> when we were up at like seven a.m. on a Saturday to get the first bus to Perth. God, do you remember doing that before we had a skate park in mm. Kinross? I uh, we used to go to unit unit something. What was it called? Unit. We also went to the the, f- the factory in Dundee. We went to the factory a couple of times. We used to go to Dumbarton all the time. Still there. What was it called? Unit, Factory's still there. I think it's Unit Twenty Three. Right, back to games. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong 64. Remember playing that? That was a good game. It was like it basically had the same tropes as Mario 64, but with Donkey Kong characters. I thought it was a good combination between Mario 64 <laughs> and Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Uh, is this the one that featured like Cranky Kong and Funky Kong? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had the rap at the yeah, start. Yeah, they had a rap at the start. Yeah. And they, they all had special powers where they had instruments so they could play the drums or Diddy yeah. Kong play the guitar. That's awesome. Yeah. Diddy Kong had a jetpack as well, right? Yeah, he had a jetpack too, made out of uh, barrels. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Um, Looking at some other options we've got here. I'm trying to think what we have. We never played Lila Wars, did we? Never heard of it. Um, Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. Nope. Nope. Didn't play that either. We played... Uh, Perfect Dark? No, we didn't play that. Do you not have a... There's Diddy Kong Racing. Class. WWF No Mercy. I think we had that. I think we did have No Mercy. I don't remember playing no, it. No, vacancy! We have one of those. I mean, there were so many cartridges. We had one of those drawers. Yeah, we did. Like, we had a gaming drawer. Where you could, but it had stacks in them. 
And that was always full. Why can't I remember any more games? Because you have... Let me get my laptop out. Hold on. Don't know. Looking up stuff. Googling N64 games. This is the song that I'm going to sing because I can't be bothered editing later on. I think the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter what games we did have, we had uh, Ocarina of Time, and that will always be the best game of all time. Ocarina. Ocarina. Yes. Mario Party 3. We did have Mario Party 3. We had Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Do you remember playing that? That was a great game. Here's the synopsis. So... Players initially lamented the fact that they couldn't play as one of the series' stars like Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. However, uh, as soon as gamers assumed the role of Dash Rendar and were thrust into the Battle of Hoth, they quickly forgave the developers. Although bogged down by occasional awkward camera issues, the third-person shooting controls were easy to pick up and enjoy. Fans of the Star Wars universe will quickly recognize... The franchise's various localities. Oh, I do remember this, because yeah. you weren't a Jedi. You no. were some guy with right. a gun. Yeah, Dash Rendar. Moreover, players still have the opportunity to fight alongside Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Lama Carizian, and Chewbacca in an effort to help rescue the captured Princess Leia through the course of the campaign. In addition to the game's impressive levels and intriguing storyline, its boss battles were exceptional, from battling an Imperial ATST on foot, which was really hard, uh, to going head-to-head with the merciless Boba Fett, Shadows of the Empire didn't skimp on challenging bosses. The developers were still out to create a game bridging the gap between The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi over the course of the game's 10 missions. And though it may appear prehistoric now, it was one of the N64's defining moments when it was released almost 20 years ago. That's a good game. I remember I, playing that. I don't remember a lot of it. I, yeah, I remember it being difficult and just being like, nah. not that, I think that's the problem when you're kids and you've got an N64 and when you're met with difficult levels you just don't do it just give up and then you never complete that game yeah i agree agreed i uh honestly i think we've covered all the ones that we played a lot like the ones that actually meant a lot to us yeah we've mentioned um we're gonna do another episode i think on the playstation a homage which we can uh i think, I, I think which we won't be able to this. jump in on until the play ps2 because we <laughs> didn't have a playstation one uh, no, but I think we can we can talk about the PlayStation and uh, Lloyd had it and how we actually played with it. Um, and I think it's important with to, a controller in games. I think it's important to talk about. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was the N sixty four. To this day, still so Let's many happy memories with that little guy. Yeah, I'd love to get one again. Yeah, just to I hope. go in and have that sort of game night. We should have a game night cam. We should invite some friends over, or two. What friends? I know. <laughs> what friends? <laughs> it's, we're so lonely. Can I together. come play? You can come play. Yay. Bring, we'll, bring... Ah, well, we've got Mario Kart. Oh, we? you know, if we have four friends. We've got Gregor. Hi. Yeah. Yay. We'll get Gregor around. We'll get an N64 or I'll get some Joy-Cons for the Switch and buy some games. Do so. No, I think we absolutely and... should. And yeah, that'd be good. Um, before we sign off, do we, we talk about what you've been watching recently? Because I've been watching some funny stuff I want to talk about. What have you? Well, before we do this, I just mm. want to say if we have mentioned, if we haven't mentioned anything that was your favorite Nintendo game, mm. tweet us because we want to use our Twitter more. We don't use it enough. And apparently, it's a good social media thing for our podcasts. Twitter handle is. Our Twitter handle is at Kiddlehood. Not Kiddlehood Pod, just at Kiddlehood. Kiddlehood with two Ds. Two Ds. Two Ds are really. And we sometimes let Cam handle yeah. it as well. Let us know what your favorite N64 games were. <laughs> let us know what you remember most about the N64. 
mm-hmm. what character you preferred in Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing? Or did you ever, you know, smash a controller off a table because your little yeah. brother was really shit at Mario Did Kart? you also ever get blisters with your hands? Did you get a puncture wound from Mario Party? No, just a blister. Please let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've been watching season 13 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You bastard. And ho, 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 ho. There are some funny episodes. Cam has seen two episodes. Yeah, I've stopped. I have oh, seen I zero. I was waiting for Netflix, but now Jamie's been streaming it, so now I think we just, I just stream it. They're all out, so I wanted to watch them. Yeah. Um, I got up to... Cam, did you watch the episode Time's Up for the Gang? You watched the first yeah. two. Where they go I've to the, sexu- up, the yeah. sexual orientation. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's so funny. That's a great one. The scene where Mac picks up D. by that the groin. That's just unreal. By the groin is, un- the, is ridiculous. It's so unexpected. We um we didn't no, yeah great it's still <laughs> up there with one of my favorite all time TV shows and it's it doesn't fall flat there are some awkward episodes in in with everything but yeah it's so good I've also been watching the most recent season of South Park Eddie very mentioned funny. this uh last week mm. uh, South Park's very funny it's very uh talking about Red Dead apparently it's going back <laughs> going back to its roots and it's bringing back a lot of old characters for example Mr Hanky's back ah. Towelie's in this season. Hey, Towley. Hey, Towley. Want to get high? And um, Man Bear Pig is a resurgence. Man Bear Pig. So Man Bear Pig, I didn't understand this, but from the first time Man Bear Pig it's was a out. It's a mythical animal young. from Al Gore. Yeah, but it's an <laughs> allegory. It's, uh, it's an allegory for, it's a metaphor for climate change. Yeah, Al Gore. Because yeah, Al Gore was like, Ma- yeah. Man bitch, Bear I, Pig. <laughs> so apparently you know, back in the day when South Park were making a comment on Al Gore just wanting attention and climate change wasn't real, they're kind of going back on their word and basically made a whole episode about how Climate change is super real, and we shouldn't have made that joke about that like 10 years ago. That bear pig is real. Uh, yeah, and that's why it's, that bear pig is real, everyone, look. I like this, like a running comedy going, is it time to get worried yet? Should we be worried about man bear pig? I don't know. Should we be worried? That's good. There's a really good scene where there's a husband and wife arguing over the fact of the existence of man bear pig in a diner. It's like a Denny's. And man bear pig bursts through the wall and like starts eating everyone. And the guy turns around and goes... All right, Susan. Okay, don't make me feel bad about this. Okay, <laughs> I, I, okay, it's here. What do we do about it? Who knows? <laughs> I'll I'll go into it. I, I don't really know where to look. Uh, or go South to Park. maybe it's on Sky. No, there's a website called allsp.com. Oh right, Super. all on there. It's all every legal. season. All legal. It's Super all legal. All fine. It's all fine. fine. It's good. All good. You been watching anything recently, or just play more and more Red Dead? I finished season three of Daredevil. Ended very well. Mm-hmm. Ended on a cliffhanger, and I went, ha, we're not going to see anything else because it's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? Re- finished Red Dead. Rolled credits. Yeah, it's uh, just all about Red Dead in this flat, really. Yeah. Not really watched anything. I watched Django the other night because I'm super into westerns now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, so did I. I watched it with Cook and Neil it, last we week. Found, we looked it up halfway through watching it and we like, oh, it's just a bunch of short stories. Yeah. Short we stories. were like, what? Yeah, what is happening? First three, mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Middle two, shite. Last one, really good. Which one? Okay, the first three. So the first one was Buster so Scruggs. Buster Scruggs, the James Franco one, uh-huh. and the gold mine with Tom Waits. The, the gold mine was so good, that Great one. Great story. That's a really good little story. And the one with Liam Neeson was good. It, oh. it was a total change of tone. Dark. Yeah, different change of tone. It wasn't funny. Yeah. It was kind of... It was Dudley. The funny thing, yeah, the funny thing about it is that there was no... There's no like there's no dialogue apart from the, guy, the monologue from yeah the monologue yeah, that he does from Shakespeare or whatever. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, um, but like uh, he throws him off a bridge. It was a really interesting little little <laughs> short story, but yeah, but you don't even see him throw him off the bridge. No. But it's so dark. But I watched it with Cook. He definitely did it. I watched it with Cook, and Cook had to go up and make a cup of tea afterwards after that because like that's too, too disturbing. Yeah. Like that was a huge huge change in pace. And then the one after that is about um, Mr. Arthur, which made me really sad because of what had just happened in Red Dead. Mr. But, Arthur. Uh, yeah, it's about the. Yeah, Cam's, Cam's crying in the corner. Um, it's about two cowboys who pick up two rich people to take them somewhere else. Uh, and then her husband dies. On the on the caravan. On the caravan. Oh, yeah, that's a great, I like that episode. The, it was good, but I was kind of in and out of it. I think it's af- it, immediately it gets, after. Yeah, it gets really good right at the very end. Yeah. Where there's the, it's that, the really good out. at the end. Yeah. And then the, the last, shootout is intense at the end of that. The last episode is the the carriage driver that's one. good that's just really good that's, that's really good brendan gleason episode yeah that kind of reminds me of very traditional core brother stuff where it's like high intensity but also funny i'm very funny at the same time because yeah, uh, the characters themselves are quite eccentric it reminded me of the hateful eight Isn't yeah hateful eight bottleneck episode yeah yeah um what, did, bottleneck what did you think <laughs> spoilers alert for the, if you haven't seen buster scruggs at the end where the two when they get to the hotel and the two carry the body into the hotel yeah do you think they're there as bounty hunters to get the other three? Are they the bounty? Because like when we watched it, we read that. I like, oh, are they actually going to get them as well? Oh no, I never thought about that. Because I thought this is what was weird. I thought they were there to get the carriage driver, but then the body was on the roof, and then they took them upstairs. But then the other—I mean, this was the thing. They all confessed what they've done wrong in their lives mm-hmm. to these bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I think they're worried that that might happen, but if they're not on a bounty, then they won't die because that's not the bounty hunter code. No, I think it's pretty telling. See, um, that right, Cam? Yes, sir. See the see the whole the Liam Neeson episode. Uh, when I watched it with Cook, Cook called it out. It means he's like, this is a, just a huge metaphor for um, the Corn Brothers making their films, like where he basically trades in uh, Dudley's character for a chicken. It's like trading in. Like the old, like you know, hit Shakespeare, literally Shakespeare trades it in for a crap little chicken that can that can add in some tracks, which brings in more crowds. The Corn Brothers makes this these these very high level, high brow pieces of drama, and the majority of people just want to watch superhero movies. Okay. Deep. Deep. I didn't see it that, that way. Sink in. I didn't see it that oh, way. Oh, Cook, Cook read it that way. He's like, oh, this yeah, is... Yeah, but Cookie's... This is a metaphor for this, that, and I am posh. I just saw it. He's also not Irish. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. Cookie's not Irish. He's not. It's very English. Super English. Super English. I liked it. I like Buster Scruggs. It was good. It uh, definitely started strong. And then started very strong, strong and then kind of was in and out on my phone and mm-hmm. then went, got back into it in the last one. There's a couple of things on my list on Netflix that I want to watch, but yeah, that's what I've been watching recently. Nice. Yeah, cool. Right, well, I think that's us for the day. It's a good so, episode. A good episode for roughly the last hour and a half. Everybody even listened to Kiltlehood, the podcast where we talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows, and video games um, with the odd, maybe celebrity impression thrown in there for shits and giggles. Um, if you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We post every Monday morning at 8 a.m. just in time for your commute. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Damn it! Still bad. James Earl Jones isn't good. It's not good. It's not good. You your... know it'd be true. <laughs> <laughs> Do your Rafiki. My Rafiki. Uh, it's in the past. It's in the past. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't think of a Rafiki quote. What does he say? Um, Asante san, Correct. <laughs> and with that, yeah, out. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.